Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The set by Leclerc, and the pitch to Altuve swung on in a high drive well hit left center field. Tavares into the gap, has a play, and he makes the catch in front of the track, and the Rangers have won it 5-4. They've won seven postseason games in a row and grabbed a two-games-to-nothing lead in the American League Championship Series with a pair of wins in Houston. Real quick before we move on, uh, Dan Kelly says something to wrap up, put a nice little bow on the last segment, talk about media members. They should call it, I couldn't say it better than this, they should call it like it, they can see it, but they shouldn't be critical and negative just for the sake of it or to get attention. Yeah. That, I, I think that puts a nice little bow on the it. Problem, some of these guys have made a career out of Skip Bayless. You know, yeah. just saying things I don't even think they believe just to get attention. Uh, that sums it up for me, though. I, I can't be that guy. Baseball, that was courtesy of the Rangers uh, radio network. The Rangers just won't be stopped right now. No. It won't be stopped. It went 5-4 last night, and it's almost like it's destiny. Bases loaded and no outs, and the Astros are at the plate. This is not some the Astros. This is not some yeah. light-hitting team here. Yeah, they're not playing the A's. It's not like a, this is not a lineup where you can go three batters without having a legit major league hitter. These are major league hitters from top to bottom. Bases loaded, you don't get a run out of it in the playoffs. I'm beginning to think Destiny might be on the Rangers side a little bit. Well, it's starting to look like that. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about getting hot at the right time. They rolled through two of the best teams in the league, the Rays and the, and the Orioles, obviously. And now they're up 2 0 on the Astros, and they're going home. Well, Jeremy called it. He said. They are the streakiest team in the playoffs. And they picked the mm-hmm. right time to go on a good streak. Yeah. I I don't care what any like about any of this stuff. I still think the Phillies are winning the damn World Series. But the the Rangers right now, one of the somebody asked me who do you like in the series? And I said, Well, the Astros to me match up better with the Rangers, but I don't know if they're that team of destiny or not. So I'm not I didn't bet the series. I didn't touch anything with it. Um but Texas just looks so dominant, man. And like, even if you watch the first inning last night, it was Marcus Semien hits, uh, hits one through the middle, just missed by Pena. 
Then uh, Corey Seager comes up and hits one. It's a duck snort off the end of the bat. Then we get another like, and it's just it was a comedy of not errors, but like just things going wrong for them. It wasn't like Framber Valdez was pitching awful, but man, it was sixty miles off the bat here, forty two there. Here's oh that it's a grounder that was ninety miles an hour off the bat. Ooh, that's exciting. It, like he just got nickel and dimed and fell apart, and then eventually he gave up a home run, but um. I mean, the Astros got back in it last night, but now you're down 2-0, headed back to Texas. How did Rivaldi have such a rebirth? They, Man, he's, <laughs> this, this business guy in the postseason before, Rivaldi was the one that pitched that. How many innings did that Dodger six. game go? How so, many innings did that game it go? It was the longest game in World Series right. history. And he but pitched he came six in, of it. He was unreal. He, he came in game one, pitched an inning, game two, pitched an inning, came in game three and pitched six innings in relief. But ultimately, he gave up the home run that won the game um, in that series. Right. But, but like... I don't know if, if pitchers can just flip a you know a switch and mm-hmm. turn it on because he was terrible in September and now all these guys are praising him. There have been opportunities against him in the postseason, but wasn't September coming back from an injury? It was. So maybe he's maybe he's kind of gotten where he needs to be. But the funny thing about last night was I think it was Smoltz was talking about it, saying go look at his numbers when he has when he has runners on base or you know batters hit like one nineteen against him. Really? So he's been the most dominant pitcher whenever he has runners on base. Wow. To me, it's a great stat to have in your pocket. Yeah. Great for the Rays, but to, to me, the most the team the most fun to watch in the playoffs right now in the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm sorry, they just, I agree. it's just like it's just like like 26 men <laughs> just just it's playing baseball. Just because I'm a Bryce Harper fan, I think it just it, I like watching him. And you know, you know, over the last 10 years, you as far as broadcasters are concerned, you're the only one other than myself who's a Bryce Harper fan. There's some people who can take or leave him. Some yeah. people don't like him. I'm like you. I'm a Bryce Harper fan from from day one. I I, I love his I love his attitude. I love um, the way he plays. Yes, I mean, yes. The guy just goes. I just goes balls to the wall, man. All the time. There's there's no there's no off switch. There's no gearing it down. He's just gonna play hard. I I said before he's a he's a Pete Rose with more talent. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he is. I mean, way just, more power. Yeah, he just goes hard all the time, man. Um, and the Phillies, I just don't think when it's all said and done, the Diamondbacks gonna have enough for them. They may win a game, but I just think the Phillies just have too much, man. Yeah, look, I, I was talking about yesterday. My my, I was on the over in the first game. That hit late. Had so many opportunities in the second game. I loved the under, and it went it went over by a half a run or a run, depending on when you got it. But all those home runs, like, I, I don't think people understand, too, like, the weather wasn't conducive for home runs last night. And what happened? Just the power from Schwarber, the power from Harper, and Castellanos continues. You know like, he has more leadoff home runs in, in, for anybody in postseason history? It doesn't surprise me. That guy, Kyle Schwarber. You know why he has more leadoff home runs than anybody in home run history? Because no one until this generation started batting those type of guys leadoff. That's why. By the way, go look at... <clears throat> I just saw this, and I wish I did. I save it. I should should have brought this up because I know you, it's something you would have loved. OPS? No, I, don't, I didn't save it. Go look at what um, uh, Jordan Alvarez's OPS is in the postseason. It's one point seven something. Yeah. And then Harper, Schwarber, or I'm sorry, Harper, Castellanos, Turner, all of their OPSs are one point four or higher. So it's like like it's off the charts ridiculous how well they're hitting. I'm telling you this, and I said it before, Sigma Dell has converted me. I don't care about batting averages anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about batting averages. He won the batting title. Yay. 
Are you getting on base? Or are you hitting me extra? Exactly. Base yeah. That's all I care about. Get on base, and when you do hit the ball, hit it let hard. it be extra base hits. Yep. That's what I, I don't. I I officially, Sig, you did it. I officially don't care about batting averages anymore. I don't care. Makes a lot of sense. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get on base. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because once you get on, anything can happen. Unless it's against Nathan Avaldi, because then he's just going to shut you down. He's got you out. <laughs> Nathan and they'll know that, though. Do me a favor, guys. Let's start the game with the bases loaded. I'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I will say this: that the, you know, the Rangers are on the American League side, the Diamondbacks on the National League side, two surprise teams for the most part uh, in the Final Four, but. If you're in it for a splash and for name recognition in terms of teams, they're probably not great. But if you're in it because you like good baseball, those are four good baseball teams with, with good baseball players. Players worth watching on all four teams. Yeah. It's look, you've got superstars on every like Corbin Carroll, they were comparing him to, they were calling him the next Mike Trout, you know. So you, you have that cat on the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. that you can watch. Um, the, the sad part about the Diamondbacks is you're going to get to see uh, arguably their second best pitcher in Merrill Kelly tonight. And mm-hmm. then what Brandon fought. I don't know what they're going to do for game four, uh, who they're going to pitch. If it's somebody on short rest, this is where things really start to get interesting. If you don't have four starters that you trust. And if you have to go to your bullpen earlier than you want, that's why I think yesterday's game hurt the Astros more than just the loss is mm-hmm. that they had to go to some serious bullpen pieces. And then even the good pieces to try to keep the game close once it got tight. Well, the one thing we they have for them going working Nigel Jeremy is a night off. Yeah, they have one night off. They got a night off. But a lot of those guys pitch in the, the first game, too. So you know this adds up throughout this series of just constant pitching, asking guys like who is it. It don't guy? matter. The guy that came in after Valdez had to go two innings. It's it's different. It's not the – and these are pressure pitches every single every time pitch. you come in. Yeah. yeah, We're going to have you fill in the blank at 730 with the Ravens. Uh, for those of you to follow me on social media, you may have already seen this, and you can chime in as well. But on the other side, seven fifteen, Ed, who gets shovels? Antonio Brown. Ooh, man, he can't stay out of trouble. A B. You know the thing is, I don't think he wants to. This is a big chest. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text four ten five eight three one zero five seven. Hit us up on Twitter at bbms one zero five seven. The fan shovels next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Biggest idiots deserve the big bad shovel of wisdom. 
Sponsored by Jerry's Toyota. And their exclusive benefits, including free service maintenance for four years or 50,000 miles. Visit Jerry's Toyota just north of the Beltway on Bel Air Road and online at jerrystoyota.com. 105.7 The Fan. Time to give shovels. If you have a shovel, give us a call. Give us a text, 410-583-1057. Hit us up on Twitter, at BBMS. 1057 The Fan, Ed Norris. Got a shovel for us? Antonio Brown. This guy. This guy. I mean, you think of his body of work. Running off the field during a game in Tampa when he's with the Steelers, just not playing even though they needed him. Just, I'm not going to go. Um, and then if you remember when I had the, the hurricane hit last year, uh-huh. I needed new windows. Remember the window installer told me he had just done a job at his house? Yeah. And all the windows were broken out, but not from the outside. <laughs> from the inside out. <laughs> it's in the same, you know, the Tampa area. I mean, he's a nutbag. He is that. Well, he just spent the weekend in jail. He's not paying his child support, which just really pisses me off. Like, I don't know why, of all the things, like, you know, you could be bad, bad teammate, bad friend. You got to take care of your kids and be in their lives. Yes, you You really do. do. And it's just... And it's not a thing like people pray. I pay my check. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You're responsible to these people that you created. You have to be in their lives. You've got to take care of them. Um, I don't care what the wife does. I know they do things with the money that aren't toward the kid and all that stuff. But it's not. It's not the point. Unpaid thirty thirty one thousand dollars in unpaid child support. Um, yeah. So he spent the weekend in jail, and we'll see how, Good how for this him. turns out. Yeah. Good for him. Unpaid child support. That's just that's good for you. Oof. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Carr. Yeah, my shovel's going to. I guess I'll give it to the system. I like this story if it's true. The guy that's been calling uh, for his his girl to put in his bets so he can get bail money. Have you seen this? No. no. Guy called in six leg parlay. Needed ten grand to get out of jail. Six leg parlay played out thirteen grand. Guess who's home now? You kidding? Yes. It, they they have these clips on every week, and I don't know if this is a setup. If it's a setup, then give me the shovel. But watching him call in his bets, trying try to get bail money is great. I'll retweet it if people want to check it out. But it's over at Barstool. It's pretty cool seeing this guy. He's calling in his six leg parlay from this weekend, and they said he made bond. Now he's out. <laughs> he actually, took a pretty funny shot of the Ravens in his article. Did they? They're talking about. You know, Antonio Brown, even if he goes to jail for a year, he'll be out in time for the 2026 season. He'll only be 38. And Lamar Jackson will most likely be throwing past the Nelson Aguilar in a series of grocery baggers. <laughs> like, wow. Jeez. Man. I give my shovel to the AP football voters. Oh, man. Such prisoners of the moment. All right. I'll get this love triangle, okay? Washington, over the weekend, defeated Oregon, right? They go up two spots and they jump over both Oklahoma and Penn State, who are also undefeated. Penn State won its game over the weekend by 63. Yeah. They fell a notch. Oklahoma was off. They fell a notch. Now, Oklahoma's last game, who did they beat? Texas. Texas, whose last game was also Oklahoma, moves up a notch. How does that happen? How do you leapfrog two teams, one being idle, one won 63 to nothing, 
And another team that just lost to one of those teams that got leapfrogged moves up. So now the polls are Oklahoma, Penn State, and Texas. Texas moves right back up two notches under Oklahoma. Just prisoners of the moment, man. USC dropped eight? Yes, they should. They got, yeah, yeah. eight spots. Yeah, they man. should. Yeah. But I don't, but, but how do you, how do you, how does one team who won a game move down a notch and the team they beat moves up a notch to move closer to one another? I don't get that. They don't make sense. They don't make, and this is why, and I, I used to be an AP voter, I'm just a Heisman voter now, but this is why they kind of took the national championship rights away from them, the AP. We're going to have Ralph Russo on today at 8 o'clock. I'm going to ask him about it. Hey, Ralph, what's going on, man? 410-583-1057, that's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Lots of baseball. Well, it's just one game today, right? It's mm-hmm. one game. That's the National League game. You can hear it on the fan starting at 730. Yeah, and you brought up college football. We got it every night of the week. We got football every night of the week, by the way. Every day of the week. Liberty plays the night. Put some spec on it. Who cares? <laughs> Playing Middle Tennessee sure. State. Air Force is in the top 25. Should be. Hmm. See, service academies didn't roll that often. That's my, that's my team I pulled for. That's Air why Force. I brought it up. Now all I got to do is get Liberty in the top 25. They're close. They got five votes. They have five votes. Mm. If I had Liberty and Air Force in the top 25, I'm living good. I'm living large. Sure. Air Force is at Navy this weekend, too. They're at Navy? What time is that game? I'm not doing Huh? It's probably a 12 game. 12 p.m. It's 12. It's noon. Let's see if Robbie wants to go to that game. No, it's midnight. Wow. Why is he trying? To, why, playing with night is, vision goggles on. What is this? What is this, What is this problem today? That would be fun though, Joe. That would, that be, would be pretty cool. A typical military that game. That would be fun. Actually, Play lights out, night vision. But what, what's up with with him today? I woke up and chose violence. Did he? Am I going to say something about him at three o'clock and he already hears it? Is that what he's? Talking? I know it's going to happen. I don't know. Satellite ears. Is that what's going on? Oh, trying to attack me. I wasn't I attacking you. you. I wasn't attacking you. You said, oh, is it 12 noon? I said, no, midnight. Are those your skis, both of them? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was a 12 noon. No, he said 12 o'clock. I said, oh, noon game. It was a, it was a statement, not a question. <laughs> noon game? A noon game. No. <laughs> is it midnight, Rob? Oh, my gosh. You know, you know the good thing about the commercial break coming up? I can go in there and bust his head like a zit. No, I got a live read. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to wait? Yep. Damn it. Got to wait. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Does the NFL have proof that they've made the game international? We think so. But on the other side, fill in the blank. The Ravens will be okay as long as they what? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Way to come to showdown, Joe. First of all, hey. At Johnny Crab Cakes, this is the, not Jimmy's. This is the, don't call, you don't get the comment on my tweets with that Clemson logo yeah. blocked. Hmm? Yeah, man, commenting on my tweets with the Clemson logo. Who's wrong with him? Who cares if it, who he likes? Did New Edition say it best? What? If he if he likes a team, who cares who you like? It doesn't matter. 
If I love the girl, if I love the girl who cares what you like. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, cool it now. <laughs> man, I. <laughs> All right, fill in the blank, Ed Norris. Fill in the blank, man. The Ravens will be okay as long as they. <sighs> Stop making boneheaded moves. It's just been the season of like really kind of curious decisions. It's early, but it's just some real questionable decisions have been made early. Because they got the people. They, they certainly can win. They beat Cleveland. I mean, Cincinnati, they beat some good teams. Just, you know, losing games they shouldn't. The Ravens will be okay as long as they stop coaching scared, Jeremy Conn. That's my stop coaching scared. I think we're all going to be right around the same thing. It's it's a lot of similar stuff. And you can jump into 410-583-1057. Sorry, go ahead, No, Jeremy. no, mine is learn from your mistakes. Like you're you're doomed to repeat yourself over and over again. We keep we just talked about the come from behind victories for teams when you've had double digit leads. Only one year, five times it's happened. Yeah. Double digit leads five times over a calendar year. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's it's telling you that you need to find a way to close out games. You are playing scared. So like I feel like you're doomed to repeat or history's doomed to repeat itself if you keep doing the same things over and over again. Like it's not gonna change. Like you're not gonna get in the postseason. What's the definition of insanity? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we did this last week, it didn't work. Let's try it again. It still didn't work. Okay, let's put it in playbook for next week. Eventually it's gonna work. That's yeah. insanity. Surprise, man. it's the same play again. You're like, what? Come on, man. Like, it, things have to be a little bit different moving forward. You know, we need to see the offense be a little bit more fluid. It's weird talking about it because they could technically be the best team in football, and we may not even realize it yet because the two games they lost, they shouldn't have. But the other sad part about all this, Rob, is uh-huh. that we look at this team and we're going, all right, when's it going to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're three-point favorites over the Lions this weekend. They should be. They're routinely a good home team, but we just haven't seen it so far. <sighs> I'm going to have to have some dramatic changing over the next couple of days ahead to have them beating the Lions. Because right now, I don't feel it. I think the Lions win. Right, right now, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost with you right now. From what I'm seeing, I don't, I don't know. Lions have a really good run defense. The Ravens still try to lean heavily on the run. They got a prolific offense. I'm taking the Ravens this weekend. The Ravens will be I'll okay. See game time, but. As long as they mark in Annapolis, fill in the blank. Unless they stop playing with Coach Harbaugh. This is a practice. Nobody wants to say it. This has been his practice since he's been here. We get up seven or ten points. All the plays get put away. And then when something goes wrong, he can't seem to communicate with anybody. Nobody can seem to get the message out to the field. Unless, and nobody wants to say it, but this is the way we are. I've just come to accept it. I'm not going to be surprised if we go all the way. I'm not going to be surprised if we barely make the playoff. I'm not going to be surprised if we don't make the playoff. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. Mark's gone. By the way, Mark, we've been saying that, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Kind of said that. Rashawn, the Ravens will be okay as long as they don't play like the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, no. The Cowboys won last night. They made a big statement, man. Me, big statement game. They put the NFC on notice. So beating the, beating the Chargers in front of 12,000 people is a big statement. I got you. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Man, whatever, man. All right, listen, they be out if they stay healthy, if they come out playing good in the second half, and um, if they can score in the red zone. You know, that's been a major issue, especially this past game, you know, in London. 
though, man. We can't rely on Justin Tucker. How was London? Six to eight field goals, man. How, how was oh, London? It was lovely. It was lovely, man. I almost got married over there, man. You did? I love the woman over there. Yes. What was she? What, what was she? Sixty what? <laughs> no, he was talking to some young girls. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, I probably got a baby on the way, but that's another story, wow. man. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dual citizenship. Hey, hey we, exactly. we, this, is, this is a double entendre. Wrap it up, B. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up, B. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go to Chris and Dundalk. What's up, Chris? Yeah, so my answer is if they play complete football games, it seems like they only play one half of good football. Yep. It feels like that this offense, it feels like that this offense is on the verge of being pretty good, but something just seems to derail it. Against Pittsburgh, it was the drop passes. Against Tennessee, it seemed like the play calling in the second half was a bit conservative, which is running the ball up the middle on every first down play. So they just need to play complete football, and uh, like you said, pl- playing not scared is one of them too. So thanks. Thank you. I think I don't know if they play scared or coach scared. I think it's more. It's like they coach not to lose. Yeah, and that's I've oh, I've said this many times. It's just it's not a good position to be in in any sport. I mean, particularly I, I know from boxing, you don't want to play not to lose a fight not to lose because yeah. that's when you get your ass kicked. I think it's hard for people to understand that because like when you're when you're playing like you're 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 taking everything your game plan coming in was a certain thing. Then all of a sudden it's worked in the beginning and you go, well, let's change up what worked because yeah. now we're fighting the clock. And ultimately, when you make yourself one-dimensional by becoming this run team, you're going to give them more opportunities to get back in the game if they're able to get stops. J- Jeremy, oh, you do this. And I almost lost a playoff game this way, and I think I would have kicked myself, literally. You outcoach yourself. Yes. You anticipate the your, the other coach is going to make a move to stop what you're doing. So you automatically do something else to prevent that. And then you realize, no, you bat your way right into what that other coach was doing in the first place. They didn't adjust. And sometimes we adjust anticipating an adjustment from the other coach when it doesn't happen yet. Make them adjust. See if the adjustment works. Then you adjust. And and that's when you outcoach yourself. Let's go to Tisha, who's in Catonsville. What's up, Tisha? Hello, gentlemen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm calling because I wanted to say the Ravens will be okay if they keep their foot on their opponent's neck. And that's only because they keep blowing leads. Yeah, yeah they do. Well, and it goes back to everything that we've been talking about, right? It's it's the same thing as far Thank as you, these guys. Uh, you get into the situation where you're 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 essentially fighting the clock and you know what you need to do. That means keep the ball. Like, I'm still surprised that teams nowadays are players. We had a big game where a team was trying to run the clock out, and a guy picks up the first down, and he runs out of bounds. You just stop the clock under yeah. four minutes. Like, you've been playing in the league for eight years. How do you know that you shouldn't have slid? <laughs> like, you don't know that at this point in time? I understand guys get caught up in the in the heat of the moment, but, you know, and it gets redundant to keep reminding them. And these guys, are they're not kids anymore, but you have to keep reminding them. Chris in Parkville. What's up, Chris? Gentlemen, Craig Show as always. Thank you, sir. That's yeah, pretty much right along the lines of uh, of what everyone's been calling in, really. I believe they can, if they are deliberate, and they just, I think in what they're doing, they're sending these this this message to the team almost as if they don't believe the team can win by just, you know, by just, Stepping on the neck, stepping on the neck of the opponent. Uh, they're they're kind of the team. It's 
it's almost disengaging to the team the way they are coaching. Hey, thanks a lot, Chris. I think I think you know it's you know it's funny, Ed. Mm-hmm. All the comments that we've gotten so far have been coaching comments. Yeah. No yeah. player comments. No, and it's an, uh, and I'm surprised because you got games where they've dropped seven passes and people aren't criticizing the players. So it's, it's all coaching. Let's go to Julian, who's in West Baltimore. What's up, Julian? Yeah, how y'all doing, man? Doing well. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I say we'll be okay. We start taking shots down the field, and it's like. We we experiment on a pass, and when one of the receivers catch it, everybody's surprised. Like take a shot down the field. Like all, all these other teams, they do short passes, bombs. It's like the Ravens do the same old short passes. Uh, hey, Ju- hey Julian, Julian, yeah. Zay Flowers is only averaging ten and a half yards a catch. That's it. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. He has thirty-five receptions for three hundred and sixty-seven yards and one touchdown. And he just got that this Sunday. I'm with you. I, I think they need to take shots down the field just to get the defense on notice. And I, I think they'd be okay. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate I just, that. I just think with the, their ability to run, they're so scared to take – well, I don't want to say scared, but like uh, scared. you don't want to waste a down on an incomplete pass down the field that it's more important that you get your three and a half yards in a cloud of dust. Okay, so let me ask you this, though. I, I, don't, I don't think you're condoning that. I don't think you are. I think you're bringing up facts. However – don't you think I'd open up my run game if I took some shots downfield, though? 100%. When I back the safeties off the line of scrimmage you, a little bit? What do we, like, people got tired of us talking about guys taking the top off the defense, right? Oh, they take the top. What does that mean? It means you're stretching the field, so they have to respect that. Guys that are able to stand, like, if you're able to stand flat knowing that they're not throwing over top of you, now you're running forward to dissect what's in front of you. Run, underneath pass, if they're not going to throw the ball downfield. It, it eliminates a lot of the, like, the safeties are going to keep coming up. That's why you set up that play action if you're going to run the ball to suck the safeties in mm-hmm. and then throw over top of them. When, when you're doing scouting reports, pre-draft scouting reports on quarterbacks, you always, you always hear, well, you don't always hear, but you hear often he can make every throw. Yeah, you hear that a lot, actually. You, you, can you, make every, lot. you know why that's important? Because if I can make every throw, that means you have to defend the entire field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I can't make every throw, then you, you there's a tendency. You notice my tendencies, and that's the area to fit. Lamar Jackson now thrown outside the numbers. That was his big criticism. And now that's why the middle is open now. Mm-hmm. So when you can make so if if not only I'm able to make every throw, but if, if the if the route tree is running every route, and we're we're throwing to every route now, the defense the defense has to defend the entire field. I don't think. Defenses defend the entire field against the Baltimore Ravens scheme. Ralph Russo joins us to talk some college football at 8 o'clock. But on the other side, flag football has been approved for 2028 Olympics. Is this proof that the NFL is now taking the game to international level? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 747 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Hey, Jeremy, have you gotten your call yet? My call? Yeah, to coach the uh, 2028 flag football team. Coach? Better be player coach. Oh, yeah. Player coach? Dan Reeves. He ain't playing. Bring Tyreek Hill's slow ass out there. Watch what I do. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, ass. Oh, my gosh. Ain't no children here. First of all, what do you think think they pull these players from? Flag football leagues? No, because there's – look, the guys that are playing in my flag football leagues. Don't they have pro flag football leagues? Yeah, they. but, like, a lot of the guys that I play with – they travel around the country, and you know they play all over the place. So, um, but yeah, I'm assuming. That's what I say. You think that's where they're pulling from? 
Probably, but like it, there's a translation to the guys that play seven on seven, you know, or you're practicing. So I think a lot of college players, you'll see guys kind of translate over to it if they're not going to cut it. Because you, um, you have certain players that when you look at their speed and ability that maybe it shows off better on a flag football field than it does actually playing tackle football. And is this proof? I mean, to, to play flag football in the Olympics means naturally, duh. Lots of countries are playing. I guess. 20 years ago, you're not having the football in the Olympics of any kind. Is this proof that the NFL has now made this game international? I, I don't know. I, I still think the idea is kind of preposterous, but maybe. Maybe there's an interest in this way you know, to get it in. I see, there has to be more than an interest to put it in the Olympics. It has to be. Well, they always dabble. They always throw in something new. That's, but but yeah. there has to already be a movement in that. Did you think it was weird when they put X Games in? Yeah. Yeah. But then, now think about that. The X Games existed already. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it up for the Olympics. There's no way other countries aren't already playing flag football. Joe, you got a fact for us, a fact for me right now. On they flag showed football. it. Uh, they showed it during the game. The flat, like how popular flag football is in the UK, and the women's national team just like won like the World Cup or something yeah, like that. A flag football. Yeah. So it's it's already so so. Jeremy, mm-hmm. that's rewind 15 years ago when the NFL started playing abroad. And people ask him why. Why are they doing that? Just keep the game here. Is this the answer to why? I, I don't think so because the NFL, what are they going to get out of this? No, 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 no. What I mean by this, not not monetizing it, yeah, making it popular around the world. Is this the answer to why? Well, it could be. Uh, you know, like I, I think when the NFL was doing that, it was just about making more money. But like with this, this is just like there's all kinds of variations of sports we've seen. Like we don't watch any professional handball leagues. We don't watch. You know, there's it's an Olympic sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of, and it's not the handball people think of here. No, it's a totally different yeah. sport. There, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different things that go on with uh, some of the Olympic sports and guys that are trying to, you know, even when you think about collegiate athletes and Title Nine and all that. Yeah, like you could have any attention you want. You're right. The NFL took it abroad because they wanted their business to grow, and and I think that's a that's fact, and that's also a cynical way of looking at it. You you may have an intention to do something doesn't mean other positive things aren't coming out of it. And if the NFL is not playing abroad, you're not having Olympic flag football. The NFL is taking. It's not like basketball where everybody's playing it. Soccer, everybody's playing it. Baseball, everybody. No, only one country was playing football. That's it. And the NFL start testing it around the rest of the world, and the rest of the world is now picking it up. And I think that's the reason you have Olympic flag football. We'll play Canada for the gold, and they'll get the silver. It'll be fine. Yeah, they've had bowling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had some, you know, odd. But that's a game that's played worldwide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Already. No, I know. But, I but just, football was not. People would debate it, uh, that it's a sport, though. I know, but that's that, That's not my argument. My argument yeah. is I think the NFL has has successfully taken the game across the borders. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's now an international game, largely because of what they've done. Let's go to uh, Bob and Timonium. What's up, Bob? Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, uh, I've been talking about this for a year or so, that I think you're real close to having the quarterbacks in the NFL. We're going to be playing flag football, at least starting out with the quarterback. We had five quarterbacks injured this past weekend, plus ones that were already injured. And if you're an owner and you got $300 million tied up in the guy, you don't want to see him you know, not being able to play. Look at Aaron Rodgers, for instance. So I think that eventually, I think the entire NFL is going to be a flag football team 
maybe 10 years down the road. And I think that it'll help them market the sport worldwide. I think it'll become a completely different sport. Just, be interesting you know. if they if they tend, if they end up going that route. The one thing I'd say about that is that you know eventually you could you're thinking about the safety and all the other stuff. I, I still believe once you go to the speed and and some of the other different things that we're talking about, guys want to get faster mm-hmm. and um, you you have more of a finesse game than you do a power. You're still going to see those knee injuries and yeah. elbow and shoulder, all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. But you know, f- football was a demonstration sport in the 1932 Olympics. Was it? Mm-hmm. They had three Cal, Cal Stanford and USC played against Harvard, Yale, and Princeton in the Olympics. The thirty-two Olympics. That's interesting. Man. Yeah, there's no medals award. It was just a demonstration sport yeah. and all American teams. I mean, look, the the game's going to change over the years too. Like we're gonna, we've already seen it. The influx of the offenses and how points are becoming more of a premium. We're seeing higher totals. You're going to see more flags. Everything that favors the offense. There were twenty flags in last night's game. It's and I'm not saying they don't belong. It's just it's sometimes it's a tough watch. But it's it like one. It's a flag for every four or five plays now. Yeah, I've been doing it. I'm obsessed with this now. So I've been doing it all weekend. It's like some the Cleveland game was like a flag every fifth play. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Um, I, I'm I'm very interested in it. I, this is and I know you know people kind of roll their eyes when they talk about flag football. I'm I'm intrigued. Because I think you said it best, Jeremy. I think the speed of the game for people, number one, in order to be there, you're going to have to be a flag football player. You know what I mean? You have to be someone who plays flag football regularly. Yeah, That's the only way you're going to make these teams. And I think when you have, when you go out and you watch people play flag football who really know how to play the sport, it's an exciting perimeter game. Well, and On that Olympic level, I, I'm thinking it's going to be what, Summer Olympics? Mm-hmm. On that Olympic level, I think it's going to be fascinating. Well, here, I do. Well, so there's there's different types too, by the way. So if it's seven on seven, eight on eight, some leagues you have a three offensive linemen. Are mm-hmm. they going to have blockers? Which I don't assume they will if they're going to make it finesse, because then you bring in another aspect of it that makes it a little bit more aggressive. Because there are full contact flag leagues um, where you have down linemen. There are also ones where they have the centers eligible. He's the one that can go out for passes after he snaps the ball. Then you have leagues where they line a pass rusher up seven yards back. And as soon as the ball snapped, he can run at the quarterback. Or you have, you know, because you're you're trying to make it as even as possible. I played against one of the guys I played against used to line up 15 yards back and have the quarter, or, you know, have the center snapping the ball the way back there, so he had more time to survey the field as guys are running at him. Let me just chuck, bing, 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 down the field. You know, like it's there's different strategies and different things, but you can take college level players and they could just slide right into this and play. Oh, I I, I never yeah. told you because it's. Too much fun making fun of you. I played briefly after I got out of college. Mm-hmm. But I ended up working. One of the older guys who um, I worked with part-time, he was a flag football fanatic. And I played with a bunch of these guys who were in their 20, late 20s and 30s. You know, I was like 22. But it was it was fun. A lot of fun. I loved but, it. The IOC is saying they're going to the standard style flag football, 5-on-5. Five five. Okay, so the 5-on-5 five um, five usually has. Rather than tackling offensive players to complete a play, the finish post then flag. Roughly 15 inches long, two inches wide on the belt. So a lot of times you'll have the center snap the ball, and he's eligible to start mm-hmm. the play. So you have your three receivers, your center, uh, or you could put a guy in the backfield if you want. And my assumption is if it's traditional like that, that your pass rusher will line up about seven yards back, and as soon as the ball snapped, he can go. No lineman, 50-yard field, 25-yard wide, and 15-player mm-hmm. maximum 
on your roster. My team won same a, gender. We won a tournament down at Pimlico to go to Vegas to play, um, but it wasn't the tournament. wasn't We didn't win all the things we thought. We won an entry, but we had to pay for our hotel fees and everything else, and so the team just didn't end up going. But um, that was five on five, done like vastly, just like that. And it's and I was the center, so like I'd snap the ball, and literally, if the guy was you know a pass rusher's in the quarterback's face, I turn. And wide open, you just dink and dunk your way down the field. So I'm wondering if it'll be pleasing to the eyes if that's I, what people want to see. I, I, I'm I'm at least intrigued. I'll tell you that much. Four ten five eight three one oh five seven is the number. Yeah, right. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. World of Stupid with Jeremy Conn at eight fifteen. But on the other side, what are the top games of the week? The games who's in must win mode in college football? Who's in, who's out? Ralph Russo from the AP joins us on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.